We're joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott after the Jazz get an easy win in Portland as probably they should have and expected. Yeah, I, I love the fact that uh, they're, they're playing so well away from home. You know, any great team I've ever been a part of uh, has kind of a little edge when they're out on the road. And uh, this team certainly has that, this trip without Donovan. Um, and like you said, other guys just picked up different spots. I thought the big guys were huge tonight. You know, we all called that, that that would be their advantage. And between Hassan and Rudy, you know, there was pretty much domination down in the paint. The uh, This one was never in doubt, which is what Jazz fans so often want, right? Like, well, we never let them back into them. We didn't do anything of that sort. Uh, let's go to Rudy Gay, who's with Craig Bullerjack. Rudy, thanks for the time. Talk about this road trip because both these games have some similar similarities. Very balanced in San Antonio, balanced tonight as well. Um, yeah, I think uh, both of these games were learning experiences for us. And, um, obviously, Don not being here and uh, still trying to come out and move around and, and move the ball and try to get these wins and, and play the right way. Rudy, tonight you looked really comfortable. You got off uh, to a nice start. You hit that early three ball. It seems like that's key for a lot of players. Early looks, early makes, and the rest of it just comes easy. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when that first shot is something that, you know, is an easy one, one in motion, and, and, and you don't have to force it, it kind of makes the game easier for you. You don't have to force it. You know, we move the ball around well. When we play like that, you know, we're hard to beat. You know, the bigs played well, but I, I got to ask you, as you watch your teammate Jordan Clarkson play, do you sometimes have a little wow moment yourself like the fans and what he can accomplish on the floor yeah I mean um, playing against them you you always see like you know the flashy stuff flashy this but you know actually being here you realize how good of a basketball player he is and he's still learning he's still getting better and and the better he gets the better we are in the second unit and also the team so you know he's been playing well on this road trip hopefully he continues and I know he will Rudy, looks like you're having fun. The Jazz are having fun. You're 25 and 9. You're coming home. Congratulations and thanks for your time. Thank you. Jack with Rudy Gay. Come back to Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, Ron Boone here with you. And uh, as I was saying before we went to that, Jazz fans always want those easy ones. They got one tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. I think that both times that the Portland really kind of threatened, got the game down. It really was never in doubt, but they got the thing down to six a couple times. It was really just playing downhill, kind of reminding me of a, a early season kind of college football game where the, you know, the power school just kind of road grades the, the, the smaller team. And that's what it felt like tonight. The Jazz just really kind of in control the whole time. Jake, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm just uh, enjoying the conversation. Uh, Coach Lacombe's got this one locked down. But uh, the first half, I, I was with you guys. They, they, you know, clamped down in the second half on the on the defense. Powell, obviously, and Lillard were their two guys and uh, slowed them down a little bit. And, you know, it's a good win for the Jazz. Not in doubt. You're right. It's 1030. What? How fast do you think you can get this done? Oh, come on. We'll, we'll get into it, kid. You know, I love those late game timeouts, though. Those are the greatest thing in the, the world. The review is you know, my favorite. Let's get into that review. Let's let's make sure and blow <laughs> those whistles. They really got to blow a call. When you review up 20 with like four minutes left and they want to tell you no, and you really, they've really got to blow a call for them to overturn that call at that point. And the funny thing is, people, why would Quinn do that? Let me tell you why. Because he can. 
You know why else? Did you watch Quinn's reaction? Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a, we had a lot to do with Whiteside, don't you think? Absolutely. I also think mm-hmm. he absolutely just saw it. Like, I think he actually saw it, like, perfectly from the way his reaction was, and he reviewed it because he knew it was wrong, and then I think he realized the score. Yeah. Got caught up in the moment? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. Yeah, Jazz played well. They, I, I thought what you guys were talking about, about how they play without Donovan and have over the last couple of years is pretty fascinating. Well, they figured out a way to do it. So yeah. All, All right, guys, have a great one. Enjoy your show, and I will be tuned in unless you're super fast. Oh no no no! Tune in, David. We'll get we'll get into this one. Well, we'll get you up pretty up the canyon. Yeah. Away. Good, anyway. Appreciate it. All right. 120-105 is your final. We'll have more coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. And the Jazz win tonight over the Blazers. 120-105. Portland a little shorthanded, but still had Damian Lillard, who had a nice night with 32 points tonight. But the Jazz uh, get, uh, I think, uh, Tim, if I'm doing my, uh, let's see here. I better count that up again. Got a bunch of points off the bench. Jazz had six players in double figures again, led by uh, Rudy Gobert's 22 points with his 14 rebounds, two block shots. Uh, Rudy Gay with 21 off the bench. Clarkson with 19. Whiteside with a double-double, 15 and 11. Mike Conley with 15. Bogdanovich with 15. So another one of those games, Coach, uh, with no Donovan Mitchell, we see everybody lift their, lift their game a little bit. Yeah, one guy in particular, you know, Rudy Gay's not been shooting the ball great as of late. And I thought he really had a, a big-time impact on the game with his shot-making, his rebounding. And, um, you know, a couple times had an opportunity in the post to take a smaller guy down there. Um, you can kind of see how as he starts to get more comfortable and as things start to settle in for him, another weapon the Jazz can use against, uh, you know, certain matchups uh, as the season goes on and into the playoffs. The, uh, the number I wanted to double-check, the Jazz had 59 points off the bench tonight. That's so awesome. How 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 big is that? I mean, have, oh, sorry, we'd have to look into it, but I wonder how many games in recent memory the Jazz have had fifty points or more off the bench. Well, let's let's make that a point to find that out. But I, I love it. I love the firepower off the bench, and it comes in different ways. I mean, Hassan Whiteside comes in um, as Rudy sits down. You know, he still brings great effort defensively. But then he, you know, does the same type of thing as Rudy. He he gets 11 rebounds, 15 points, plays with force, gets himself to the line seven times. Just a great night from him. 32, as I mentioned, from Damian Lillard on 10 of 23 shooting. Uh, uh, Powell, excuse me, Norman Powell had 32 on 11 of 23 shooting. He was four of nine from three, six of six at the line. Outside of that, Larry Nance Jr. had 14 and nine. Uh, tonight, but the the Blazers didn't get much else. Uh, Anthony Simons was quiet, seven on three of thirteen shooting, and yeah, they're a little shorthanded, but man, uh, just didn't have enough to really stay in this one. Uh, as David put it uh, when we were talking to him, they this one really was never in doubt. Yeah, you just felt like you know when the Jazz got serious or when they really attacked the rim and put up some resistance defensively, kind of stayed in tune with where Lillard was and Powell, once they kind of figured that part out, you know, the game really was the Jazz and uh, not much threatened, threatened, you know, threatening by the, the Blazers. But uh, overall, a great win. And again, like I said, you got to, to lock and Boone too. Winning on the road, it's, it's great. It's a great habit to get into. 
All right, the Jazz win uh, tonight over the Blazers, 120 to 105. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way New Year's Eve, Friday night uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got some postgame sound from Coach Snyder and the players. We'll continue to break this one down next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. 120 to 105 is your score. Jazz beat the Blazers tonight in Portland. We'll get you sound from uh, Coach Quinn Snyder coming up here uh, momentarily. We'll also get you sound from the players as well, but uh, Jazz notch up another victory without Donovan Mitchell, uh, coach, and uh, it's one we expected, but uh, certainly uh, for the most part, looked good doing it. Yeah, I, th- I thought the um, you know the other night was more of a defensive night, and tonight was more of an offensive night, and they did it differently. Um, you know, still move the ball, but really did a good job early of attacking that switch and, and really punishing uh, Portland for for switching and it really kind of set the tone going into the paint but I just like the mindset the the attack mindset on offense defensively they got a little turned around but that, that'll happen a little bit with Damian Lillard uh, I, I do believe they could have done a better job on Powell kind of let him get going but shut that down in the second half he had 25 at half um, only seven in the second but overall a great win certainly one you'll take with with the circumstances. You know what you're talking about there, uh, attacking the rim and, uh, you know, taking advantage of having a size advantage. Let's get right to the points in the paint tonight, brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C, Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, points in the paint. Uh, the Jazz dominated 74-30 to 30 in the paint. That's a, I don't know if I've ever seen a number that big, you know, in an in a NBA game anyway. That's absolutely crazy. But it, it goes to my theory that the Jazz just kind of played downhill and were the bigger, better team and just kind of used force to, to do it. And on the night where uh, Rudy has 22 and Hassan Whiteside has 15, they're probably doing all right in the painted area. I would imagine so. Yeah. But even the guards got in there to finish, you know. Uh, I thought Forrest, Forrest was, was really good either getting to the rim or finding guys off penetration. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – it was a great win, two and zero on this road trip, and, and get to come home and play too. Quick shout out to Trent Forrest. I mean, he played seventeen minutes tonight. He played twenty minutes the other night in San Antonio. You know the trickle down effect of Donovan Mitchell not being there, and he, I think he's been pretty solid. I mean, tonight, you know, he had four points. He had a couple of assists, grabbed a rebound. I thought played some pretty heads up defense on uh, on Damian Lillard at times, and he was a break even point in the plus minus, which you know maybe. You say, well, break even. But, I mean, I tell you, when you're a player on the back of the roster just trying to keep, you know, things going when you're in the game, that's a that's a nice mark for him. Yeah, that's what you want to be is plus. And in those 17 minutes you mentioned, no turnovers. You know, I, I thought, again, he played with great 
understanding of how the how the where the ball needed to go. And then defensively, he was you know he stood Lillard up a little bit. He did a nice job guarding him. Uh, certainly didn't you know sl- stop him, but. I thought he did a nice job while he was on him. Absolutely. And there were a couple of plays where, where he was caught on the other side of the floor and the, the other team, you know, Portland was in transition and he really hustled to get back. I mean, it's the little stuff like that that's going to – well, it's the reason he's getting the opportunity here when there are a few extra minutes to be had and he's getting a look is because he's going to go out there and do some hard things that, of course, you know, Coach Quinn Snyder has always appreciated. Yeah, you can trust him. And – that's you're exactly right. The guys on the back end of the roster, particularly your third point guard, you want somebody you can bring in the game and you feel like they can execute the game plan. Um, you know, maybe maybe not as talented as your first couple guys, but they've got to be really locked in. And I feel like Trent is every night. Yeah, it it, it certainly feels that way. And you know, when we've had a chance to hear from him in uh, post game interviews, and we had a chance to hear from him after uh, San Antonio, he's just got that. Seems to have a good attitude for that type of position, and those guys are easy to uh, root for a little bit when they do get those opportunities. So, you know, Trent, we'll we'll see when Donovan Mitchell comes back. You know, they're coming back home for a back-to-back Friday and Saturday. Don't know if he'll play in either or one of those or both, but, you know, I think uh, Trent has certainly earned the opportunity to continue to get those minutes as they're there. Yeah, he's he, he totally has a grasp of what the Jazz want to do. He's kind of that extension of the coach on the floor, and like I said, that that third guy, you you really the, the key to that is trust, and you can tell that Quinn Snyder really trusts him. And then Rudy Gay tonight, uh, what a, another excellent example of when he's got it going, how good he can be. Twenty one points off the bench, eight of thirteen shooting, three of seven from three, at six rebounds and assist. He was extraordinarily active, and he's there. You know, we've talked about this before uh, quite a bit, Coach, but he he's the one who gives them flexibility when he's playing well, and he certainly had it going tonight. I just love the thought of what he can bring to this team in so many different roles. You know, tonight, um, you know, playing with big guys and, and affecting the game on the perimeter. We've also seen where the Jazz have played small, and he's kind of that hybrid five. So brings a lot of versatility, flexibility, and um, a guy that, you know, on, on most nights is going to be pretty tuned in to figure out how to get buckets. And, you know, they're going to need him. And he's been, you know, he had such a, a, a great start when he returned to the lineup. And he's been a little bit more hit and miss. And I don't mean that to sound too critical. But I, I think tonight was an ex- excellent example of, of what uh, he can do for the team when he's when he's on and he's good. Yeah, he's, you know, that versatile piece. We, I, I just think about the Clipper series last year. Yep. You know, and he's the answer. He's one of the guys that the Jazz went out and acquired. Um, if teams want to go small, have at it because that's who we're going to run out there. And I think his his play tonight really, you know, and certain points throughout the season, like you said, the way he, he came into the lineup with fire, um, maybe hit the skids a little bit here shooting the ball. But, yeah, I just like him out there because he's a guy who can dribble it, he can shoot it, and he can pass it. And he really is big. He's big. He is yeah, a big he's, guy. He is a big guy. Carves out a lot of space. And athletic considering, you know, he's in his Nice 30s. dunk tonight. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go back to Portland. It's time to get some post-game sound rolling. Let's hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Thank you. So before the game, you mentioned everybody doing a little bit more on nights when when Don is out. Tonight, six guys with 15-plus points uh, defensively holding Portland to 37% in the second half. What did you see out there that you liked tonight? I thought, you know, particularly versus some of the switching, um, we did a good job 
not getting fixated on the initial um, switch and got off the ball and just trusted each other. Um, and I thought it's particularly in the early part of the game, that was something that really helped us that, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have the ball stop, um, which can happen against a team that, you know, that's, that's switching like they were. Um, you know, I thought that, that we, we adjusted, um, I think as the game went on, being up uh, higher where we needed to be, um, particularly with, you know, games, threes, he still got some, but I thought they, were, they weren't quite as clean, they were a little more contested. And also with Powell and those, some of those dribble handoff situations, I, I was I was disappointed, you know, throughout really the first three quarters that I thought we'd, we'd build a lead and then we'd let up a little bit but we didn't extend it. And that's something we talked about, like the three minute mark in the, in the third. And I thought we saw that where we were able to kind of kick it in a little bit, you know, and take it instead of, you know, instead of it going from 10 or 12 to you know, six, um, went from 10 to 14, 10 to 16. And that, that was good to see. Tony Jones. Coach, you guys are, are 12 and three on the road, have won eight consecutive on the road. You guys are 11 and six at home. What has been the disparity in the level of your play um, between between the two and, 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 and why? Well, it's not that we don't like playing at home and it's not our fans. So um, you could eliminate those two things. I, I'd have to, you know, Tony, I think, um, you know, record sometimes is, you know, is, is deceiving because you, you may play games at home or on the road, you know, when your team's playing well or when you're not playing as well. So I, I don't think it has less to do with, you know, the venue as it does. You know, we lost a couple of close games at home um, that I felt like, you know, should not have been close. We lost them on the last possession. So there's two right there where we really weren't playing good basketball. And, and it showed. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, that we're, we're getting better. We're going to find out if we can continue to be as effective, you know, on the road in, in the month of January. And, you know, we've got a couple uh, couple games at home coming up, I think, against one team that um, we've played, you know, in Minnesota a couple times already and against another team in Golden State that is obviously, you know, if not the top one of the, one of the top teams in the league and they've demonstrated that, you know, over the course of, you know, the, this first half or so of the season. So um, if we do the things uh, that are crucial for us to do, getting back defensively, um, being the first one and closing possessions, I, I didn't think we did that well tonight. I didn't think we defensive rebounded uh, regardless of what the numbers say. I, I thought we were, too passive, you know, going and finding bodies on the defensive glass. So, if we do those things, we'll be we'll be better at home um, and, and stay locked in in that respect. Sarah Todd, when you mentioned um, kind of not extending that lead at times and kind of putting the game away, what were the problems kind of in those moments where you thought we could have done this to put it away? Yeah, I, I said, I, I just, part of it for me is I just look at our demeanor 
And it, it, there isn't kind of an urgency in those moments that, that I feel that, that we, that I know our team has. Um, and being able to find that mindset, you know, not just when the game gets close, not just at the beginning of the game, I thought we came out really, you know, on point and to continue to maintain um, that mindset, to continue to play with that urgency, which usually means, you know, playing with focus on whether it's the game plan or certain situations that we're able to sniff out and react to, um, you know, turning the ball over is usually a pretty big indicator of that, um, you know, as is transition defense. So those two things go together and those generally are, are things that, you know, are, you know, the cause, you know, of those runs and all it takes is, a couple of turnovers and a couple of easy baskets and all of a sudden, you know, it's a small margin um, that we're talking about. So you just have to continue to lock in during those moments and, and make each possession more important um, to create that because, you know, you either give a team, you know, life or, you know, by, by extending the lead, you make it much more difficult for them to continue to compete on the level that, that they need to, to come back. Last question, Ben Anderson. Quinn, you have five or six guys this year that look like they're getting you know decent opportunities in the post. How have you felt about that evolution of the team's offense, and and what does it offer you? Well, I, I think you know we, we've been able to find Rudy and Hassan, um, you know, deep. You know, they've fought for position as opposed to fighting for position just on the block or off the block. They're really using their height, particularly when people switch and pick and roll and not stopping, you know, at the dots and calling for the ball. And there's, there's usually people behind them. They're, they're fighting for the rim as, as I've liked to, to describe it for them. If they fight for the rim and they get deep, I think their size really becomes a factor and it's just much easier to find an angle to pass the ball to them. So I think we're doing a better job, both, you know, them fighting for the rim and, you know, us making those reads quickly and, you know, making that high pass as opposed to just a post pass. Um, and then the other two guys, you know, Boyan, particularly, I think, you know, when he's got a mismatch situation, um, you know, has been efficient on the post. We saw that last year as well. And, you know, Rudy Gay, I think, you know, you could point to and um, we're trying to, to take advantage of, of what for him is, you know, usually a mismatch with his height, regardless of who's guarding him. If we can force a switch, you know, that's fine. But, you know, he's capable of, of scoring over, over size in the post too, because he's usually bigger than the guy that's guarding him. And, you know, he has the ability to rise up and, you know, make that little mid-range jump shot, whether it be over the top of somebody or spin off him. So um, I think one of the things that, that you know, that, that our bigs are doing, and you can credit – um, you know, Rudy Gobert for this is just he's been stronger with the ball. He's been more patient and making sure he gets the catch and worrying about scoring after he gets the catch. And as a result, you know, I think he's he's getting to the line even more. And then, you know, with, with Rudy Gay, um, you know, he's a really willing passer out of the post. So, um, you know, playing through the post becomes a much more uh, productive thing for us to do. And, you know, that's why we're doing it. There you go. <clears throat> Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after the win tonight over Portland. Uh, coach Snyder seemed a little grumpy that the Jazz didn't pull away more. 
Yeah, I think that's that's a frustrating part, and I think it's something that this team's fought a little bit through the year. So he's looking for some growth there, I would imagine. Uh, a game that they flirted with blowing out but never really got to that point, and he just wants the team to be able to realize their – you know, their potential and and not lose focus in those moments. But, um, you know, really praise the big guys uh, there at the end. Praise Rudy Gobert the way he's being way more strong with the ball. I thought the Jazz as, as a whole were really good with the ball tonight. Not a lot of tra- crazy, careless turnovers. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru in the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win tonight, 120 to 105 over the Blazers. Get you some sound from the players coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 120 to 105. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. And uh, guess what? The Jazz got to 111 points. That's good news. Our guy Jeff's excited. That's right. Uh, this season when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. You are now 9-0 on your prediction for an Arby's night coach. I am on a heater. You are on like a heater. I've never been before, and that's all I'm going to say about it until we talk about the next one on Friday. Got to feel pretty good. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll get to uh, Rudy Gobert coming up here in a moment. But uh, interesting demeanor from uh, from Coach Snyder uh, after the game. Again, you know, Jerry Sloan always used to do this. After wins, he would be more critical of his team because, if, you know, at least I assume he felt like it was a more productive time to be critical. Coach Snyder certainly doesn't, you know, is is rarely doing backflips in the postgame. But he, he came out with a little bit of an edge. Yeah, and I think, like I said, I think it's him seeing the big picture. Um, you know, we all get immersed in the details and, um, you know, every night and, and hear the things that he pleads with the team to do. Um, you know, I think tonight the, the inability to get stops, you know, once they, they got a miss, not to be able to corral it. A lot of balls kind of uh, tapped around that the Trailblazers ended up with, ended up with 11 offensive rebounds. But I think he's just trying to say, you know, if we want to do what we want to do, we've got to handle our business better in games like this. And and I totally agree with him. It's easier said than done. Uh, but you've got to have that one guy, the coach and the coaching staff, kind of preaching that and making sure the guys are held accountable to it. All right, Rudy Gobert with a big night tonight. In fact, speaking of those rebounds, Rudy had 14 and, of course, is your master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball. I'm proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Rudy had 14 rebounds to go along with his 22 points. There was a moment there, Coach, in the third quarter, though, where you thought it might be Hassan Whiteside, who was close with 11 boards tonight, he had four offensive rebounds. So uh, both those guys actually uh, great tonight. Yeah, so 
when I looked, it was nine to nine. Uh, but you know, the thing you have to understand is Rudy's coming in to play those last minutes, and he did a great job late of just going and getting rebounds and kind of finishing that game off. Um, it's a great luxury to have two guys that can go out there and get double-digit rebounds and do it pretty regularly. Um, it speaks well, and and I think the Jazz are getting way better at utilizing, like Quinn said. Um, kind of throwing that ball in from the top, having those big guys seal the smaller defender. So that ball, ball's coming in from, from the top as opposed to the wing that can't really be any backside help. And they did a nice job of utilizing that tonight, getting to the you know front of the rim or to the free throw line. All right, let's uh, get back to Portland. It's time now to hear from the man himself. Here's Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. So um, Quinn was mentioning the things that he liked about the game tonight, and then he mentioned that he felt like there were times where the team's demeanor was not where it needed to be. Like there were opportunities to kind of extend the lead more than you guys did to maybe put the game away earlier. Um, do you agree with that? And and if so, what can kind of be done about that? Definitely. You know, I think there's a few times when we, we obtain and uh, you know, when you obtain, it can go either way. You can either get up uh, 15, 20, or you can, let them come back and cut the lead to to five, and then it's a it's a ball game. So, you know, I, I thought there was a few stretches when we we let them uh, get too many offensive rebounds. Uh, a few stretches when we could have fouled uh, to stop the break, and we didn't. So it's you know it's it's, it's on us to to keep uh, uh, being aware of those moments when we obtain, and you know, and if we if we lock in even more, we can get up twenty, and then you know it's. Uh, it's much more likely that we're going to win this game, and uh, and also we it's, it's those moments when we have to very much put our foot on the throat and and uh, and demoralize the, the the other team. So it's I think we yeah we get there. You know obviously it's 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 a big win, but it's great that we in every win you know there, there's stuff that you can you can do better, and uh, you know and there's stuff that you you learn from. So tonight was a great example of that. Andy Larson. Rudy Quinn was also saying that he, he felt you kind of slowing down a little bit more when you receive the ball this year down low. Is it, you know, kind of focusing on the catch and then focusing on scoring later? A, is that something you agree with? And B, kind of what's the process been in order to get there? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable and, you know, my teammates uh, trust me, you know, and trust me to make the right play inside and, and, uh, and feed me the ball, you know, uh, you know, it's almost like the more I get the ball, the more comfortable I get. And uh, obviously, I've been putting a lot of work, you know, this summer and and, and even this year. So it's uh, yeah, it's always great for me to to get those opportunities and you know try to make the right play, uh, you know, finishing at the rim or finding my, my teammates open in the behind the three. Tony Jones. Uh, really, uh, why have you guys been able to play so well on on the road this season and string together so many good games? What have you guys done differently on the road? I don't know. Uh, I think maybe the guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I think you know we we take every game as a as an opportunity to get better, and you know I feel like when you win on the road. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a different feeling when than when you win at home. You know, it's uh you you kind of uh, on a mission. You know, it's 
you have, we have the mentality when you you know you want we fly together we have the same we in the hotel together and, and then we get to the game it's always uh yeah it's more of a feels like more like a mission and then maybe sometimes you know when we are home uh we get a little more distracted and we're not as good so it's uh we gotta find a way to uh take more advantage you know obviously of the of the home court and uh find a way to be fresher at home because we we look fresher on the road for some reason and you know for <laughs> most of the teams in the nba it's not the case so uh i think we're gonna be all right but it's true that yeah we we do feel we do look fresher on, on the road for some reason. Sarah Todd. Rudy, can you just tell me how important the bench was and what you saw out of those guys tonight? I mean they, they were huge, you know, and, and that's why you know having a having a good bench is so important in this league. There's there's a lot of games that you know uh, our bench is winning for us just because of the Obviously, the level of talent that we have, the the the, the focus, and then you know the way guys are able uh, to come in the game and impact the game their own way. You know, Hassan, Jordan, uh, Joe when he's when he's when he's not starting, really gay. Even Trent, you know, all those guys that come in the game and and really uh, are able to 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 impact the game in a big way. And you know, and at the end of the game, you know, it's. Uh, it's a huge difference, and in, in the playoffs, uh, you know, it's uh, we saw it over the last few years. You know, all the teams that win the championship are, are teams that have a uh, a good bench. You know, and it's it's key for us. There you go. That's uh, Rudy Gobert, and Rudy was good tonight, as uh, you predicted before the game. There, coach, twenty-two and fourteen. He also had two block shots, five of those fourteen rebounds coming on the offensive side. 37 and 25 from that five spot. He and Hassan. I mean, he's just crazy. Pretty good. What they're putting together, you know, quite a year. Um, but, yeah, I liked Rudy's comments about figuring out a way to, to bring that kind of energy. We've said it. It does feel like they're more on a mission. He used that, that term. Um, when they go out on the road, they fly together. They're in the same hotel, and, and they have a great chemistry. And at home, sometimes he feels like that might be lacking. It's uh, It could be something that, you know, uh, they look at, but he's uh, he's right. They are they they're better right now. Energy stand from an energy standpoint on the road by thought, a long ways. Thought they might be a little distracted at home was was yeah. what he said, which which I find a little bit interesting. But you can see what he's talking about. I mean, we, we've heard Coach Snyder use the word focus at some of the, after some of those weird losses at home, and maybe it's you know something to the point where they think they're more likely to win at home and don't need to be as focused. I'm not sure, but uh, hearing Rudy's diagnosis was certainly interesting. And always honest, you know, always always transparent, and always trying to figure out a way to get an edge, get a little bit better. And like he said, the, the home court is going to be a real advantage for them, so they got to figure out a way to get more comfortable playing at home. All right, let's hear from the other big, shall we? Let's go back to Portland. It's time to hear from Hassan Whiteside. When it comes to the, the playoffs, how important is it to have a bench that can score kind of at a high level like you guys were able to tonight? I'm very important. You know, I def I def played a big role in today's game. You know, I think everybody played well. We just moved the ball and we played jazz basketball. Andy Larson. Son, you've seen this Blazers team up close and now get, getting the chance to play against them. I know they're shorthanded, but I kind of what are your thoughts on kind of where they are as a team right now and you know I what they can do or kind of how you how you feel about that? Um 
already know, you know, um, it's a different, it's a different coaching staff here. Since I was here, you know, it's a whole different team. I might have played with like three of those guys over there. You know, it's a um it's a, it's a whole different Blazer team, you know, and um I don't really know what direction they want to go. Eric Walden. Hey, Hassan. So after the game, Q was talking about all the things you did well and then said maybe the one downside to the game tonight was that you guys maybe had opportunities to put them away a little earlier and, and the focus maybe kind of drifted. Where do you see like areas where, where you guys can maybe do a little better in terms of uh, putting opponents away sooner? Um, I'm just, I wish I'd have made more free throws. You know, this was probably like my toughest free throw night, you know, um, I think we could have shot better from a free throw line as a collective. I think we missed 12 free throws. Um, we could have shot a little better, you know, but um, at the end of the day, you want to learn through the wins. You know, we went in, so you want to learn through that at least. Yeah, there you go. That's Hassan Whiteside, 15 points, uh, 11 rebounds. And I think he said something like there. We were talking about the thing of uh, Coach Schneider's comments. Learn through the wins. You know, if you can learn from the win, everybody, you know, it's easy to learn from a loss probably, but it's a little nicer to learn from a win. It's easier, I, I can attest, because you go in the locker room after losing, you got to deal with all that emotional stuff first. Right. The win, you've got that in your pocket. You had some success, and it's easier to say, ah, here's two or three things we can be better at. It doesn't feel like everything's caving in. Right. On and uh, give you know, I I think uh, jazz players often have pretty good perspective. I think you can include Hassan Whiteside in that. And uh, like the picture, by the way, I mean, we saw online of uh, Jeff's the one who gets to see him on Zoom over there in the other room. He had an interesting mask on. It was like a a hoodie sweater mask of some like sort, folded over or yeah, something cool. like that. If if Hassan sounded a little muffled, it looked like he was speaking through about uh, four or five inches of. Fabric. <laughs> fabric or whatever it was. <laughs> Buttoned up fabric. <clears throat> but he was really good. I don't think you can say enough about Hassan Whiteside and the impact that he's made on this team so far. He he really was uh, exactly what they needed in that backup center spot. And Locke said it during the game like a bargain. You know, the Jazz went out and and really, you know, kind of betted you know, on the fact that, hey, we're going to put him on a veteran lineup. We're going to hold him accountable. Um, and we're going to see great things from him. And that's what we've seen. It's it really is looking to be an unbelievable acquisition by the Jazz. All right, your final score, Jazz beat the Blazers tonight, 120-105. to Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. We'll have more sound from the players coming up next. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. Uh, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score, Jazz beat the Blazers 120 to 105. Let's get a look at your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Not a great night from the line for the Jazz tonight. They were 20 of 32. You heard Hassan Whiteside say he was not pleased with his performance. He was 3 of 7. Rudy was 6 of 12 
So that was where the majority of the misses came from, uh, from those two particular guys. And you know what? Rudy has been really good at the line uh, as of late. And uh, Sean Whiteside uh, in the same boat. But uh, Rudy's got his percentage. We were talking about this, Tim, up around 70%. Six of 12 is, is obviously not his best game. But, man, if, if Rudy could get up over that 70 mark, what a what a uh, just a, a achievement for him given where he started when he was in the league. So how about these numbers? In the last 10 games, he's shooting 72% from the line, and, and he's gone, you know, a good amount. Um, on the road this year, he's shooting 76.3% from awesome. the free throw line. So a little blip on the radar tonight, but definitely trending toward if you foul him, he's going to make free throws. And his, his stroke looks more confident to me. You can tell he's put so much time and effort into it, and that's what I love about Rudy Gobert. He he finds areas of his game to get better at and hones in on them and then, you know, executes. That that first year he kind of burst onto the scene, you know, when uh, he, he kind of supplanted Ennis Cantor and uh, showed that, you know, he was going to be – had potential to be an impact player at the NBA level. The, the hack of Gobert was absolutely a thing at the end of games where it made it difficult to keep him on the floor. He went – out that offseason and came back a significantly better foul shooter and has just added on to that throughout his career to the point where he can get up over 70. I mean, that's a weapon for him. It may even be a weapon now. I mean, he still went to the line 12 times. He may only have made six, but, you know, a lot of times in, in games like tonight, the only way you're going to be able to stop Rudy from dunking it, honestly, is fouling him. And if he can make 70%, man, that's that's a huge, huge weapon for him. Well, I just love the way, you know, again, I, I bring up the playoffs all the time because it's what we're, you know, we gear toward. That's where all the, you know, everybody gets to to actually go compete for a ring. Um, and last year in the playoffs, you know, we, we sat here and watched the Clippers really take Rudy Gobert out of the series. Um, just switching in the, you know, he just had, I, I think he's taken such huge steps in his ability to seal a defender and go get the ball. And, and Quinn made that point tonight. But the Jazz are definitely getting better, you know, game by game at punishing the switch. It's going to be a theme throughout the year. Yep. That's got to be something that can't be their kryptonite this year. And I love the way, again, that they're getting him the ball in different spots. And, and he's finding a way to be strong enough to get either the basket or, or get to the line. You know, earlier in the season uh, when they were facing a lot of switching defense, I wish I remember specifically what game I heard Locke saying this, uh, but I, I thought it was a little optimistic at the time. But but I actually think it makes some sense the more you think about it. Every team has played that switchy defense against the Jazz at some point during the game. Of course, the, the, the book is out there, right? Everybody's watched the playoffs for the last several years, not just last year. And uh, Locke made the point that the Jazz are going to get a lot of practice going at that defense. And I kind of thought, well, you know, well, that's a that's a point, I guess. But he's totally right. They they get practice at going up against that defense every single game. And I'm with you. I think they're getting better at it. It's reps. I, I've said For that sure. from the beginning. It's opportunity against, you know, live competition, throwing different things at you. And, and certainly by the end of the year, the Jazz will have seen everything. Um, blitzes, hedge, you know, uh, they, they'll see drop, you know, there's lots of switching, uh, but and zone, you know, teams are, yeah. are zoning them a little bit more. So uh, to be able to get that many looks again, it just prepares you very, very well for for 
what teams will do to you in the playoffs. And not that uh, we're quite looking forward to Minnesota just yet, but they'll face an even different type of defense against Minnesota where they've gotten to look at that uh, you know high-pressure trap that they've handled so well in the first two matchups against that team. Yeah, the key to that is just don't turn it over. Be strong with it initially, and, and the key is when they get two on the ball, you move it because they are at that point at your mercy, and that's where the Jazz can rip and and bring a defender and kick one more time or just make a quick extra pass. But the Jazz need to get teams, you know, be able to play on advantage, and that's why transition's so good. Tonight they got up and down the floor a little bit better and scored points in transition. So, again, just all sorts of areas where they can, you know, get better. Um, some areas you see them consistently pretty good, and some areas you see them – you know, with areas to improve. And, and that's what I like is it seems like that's the way they approach it. All right, let's get some more player sound for you. Let's go back to Portland. It's now time to hear from Rudy Gay. Hey, Rudy. Uh, just wondering, can you uh, give us your thoughts on some things that you liked from what the team did tonight, just with everyone kind of stepping up without Don, and then uh, also some areas where you think there maybe is still room for improvement? Yeah, defensively, we move the ball around. We um, help each other out when, uh, offensively and, and well, defensively, and uh, just play well together. We knocked down well, you know, for the most part. A couple guys knocked down shots, but the bigs really came in, came in handy tonight. And back to us. That's all we get uh, from Rudy Gay tonight. Apparently, we've got a plane to catch. So, post game comments a little short from Rudy Gay there, but uh, Rudy had a, uh, a terrific night. 21 points, 8 of 13 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3. Also had 6 boards and even dished out uh, an assist. But uh, this was his highest scoring performance of the season for the Utah Jazz. And uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier on in the show. I mean, just a, another example of what he can do for for this team when he's really playing well. Well, think about, you know, we talked about schemes that the Jazz face. But think what's, what the Jazz have the ability to throw at teams. And Rudy Gay is another one of those guys who... Um, you, he, he's a veteran. He knows how to play. He knows where space is. Um, his shot hasn't has, hasn't fallen, but uh, you know I, I love the way he stayed with it. And tonight, I thought he was really a, a, a spark plug for the team. I thought he made open shots, which really kind of gave him confidence early. He did a great job on the boards, and you know had that really nice dunk tonight. Kind of reminded me of, of Rudy Gay from years ago. Um, but he seems to be really enjoying the experience. I think he's getting more comfortable. And, and I still believe, you know, another guy who, uh, as as this, the playoffs kind of go and as, as teams start to show the Jazz different things, just another weapon they have in their pocket. Have you noticed that it seems like every time we hear from Rudy Gay, he's talking about playing Jazz basketball? He says that a lot. And I think what he's – and he, he'll, he'll often say this too, but I think what he's mainly referring to is is the ball movement and getting open shots – because he usually follows it up with, yeah, we're playing jazz basketball. We're moving the ball. We're playing together, playing with each other. And that's, you know, somebody new to the team. I think that's pretty interesting to hear from him. It seems like every time we do. Well, not even new from, for the team, but th- that long in the league. You know, maybe yeah. you'd think he'd, I want to play my, my style. No, it's about the team. And, and I do believe he's one of those guys, and he says this a lot too, that he just wants to go out and try to help where he can. And I think that's going to be different on a nightly basis. Some nights it'll be making shots. Some nights it'll be his defensive uh, or, or you know, physicality on the glass. Um, sometimes they'll use him to you know, counteract a strategy by the opponent, but he's valuable nonetheless. I wonder if th- why that's why he was such a good fit in San Antonio. 
You know, because similar mentality, no, sure. that that sort of thing, and that uh, the family atmosphere down there, and the team thing, and I, it might not be, or that might be why he was popular down there, but played there for a long time. Well, it pop, you know, Pop and Quinn out of the same, a lot of the same yeah. school there, um, and I think that, yeah, I think that's a good point. He he seems to really like structure, and and playing in structure, and uh, you know, when he played with Conley in Memphis. They had a good thing going, um, you know. Certainly with the Spurs, he he made an impact. But I, I like where his game's trending, and I think he'll have a you know he'll have something to say about how far this Jazz team can go. We haven't talked about this a ton tonight, but how do you think the Jazz did against Lillard? I, I thought for the most part pretty good. I mean, I know there were some lapses, and again, he's he's had four kind of off games in a row against the Jazz. Um, as I mentioned in pregame, he's eight for 32 in the last four, 25% from three. So just in sheer numbers, that's going to catch up a little. Uh, they lost focus on him a, a, a little bit, and Quinn called the timeout, responded to that quickly. Um, but one thing, I, I think they had a game plan because early on, when he brought the ball across half court, Joe just sprinted at him, and he instantly got the ball out of his hands, and then they got into that face guard, you know, didn't want let him get the ball back. Um, creative. I really liked it, and the Jazz executed it well. That very first time they did it, they they forced a turnover. In fact, man, he just hits some tough shots too, doesn't he? He does. He he just hits some tough he, ones that you yeah. go, wow, you got to tip your cap to him because that shouldn't have gone in, and it did. <laughs> that one he made late in the corner where he's almost kind of falling back yeah. toward their bench, and he he just shoots so many shots. That guy, you were talking about a workaholic, and that dude is always in the gym, and he's going through. You know, crazy workouts, but he's a he's a great story. It's going to be interesting to me how how Portland kind of tries to position things around him because he is a he's a one of the best players the league's seen, um, you know, in a, in a long time. And it's unfortunate right now that just he's just kind of on a a team that's not doing a whole lot. Yeah, this is a bad team right it's a now. Bad team. And I wonder how aggressive they'll be around the trade deadline if they just punt on the season or if they really do make one last ditched effort to shake it up and and make a run with Damian cuz I would guess they won't move Damian Lillard at the trade deadline that just won't happen. Now, if he decides he wants to, you know, look around a little bit in the offseason and and maybe pressure the team into doing something that might be that. But at at the trade deadline, I wonder if they do something really aggressive to try and salvage something. Well, so tonight you saw obviously they were down a lot of guys, but McCall- McCollum's not out there. And, and but you know, d- Damian Funk functioned fine. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they dangle him, uh, McCollum out there and see what they might be able to get for him. Um, try to change it up on the fly. My guess is they do something this year. Uh, I, you know, maybe it won't be the big piece, but they've got to they've got to at least try to to change it up a little bit. All right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, uh, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win tonight, 120 to 105 over the Blazers. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one. We'll get you play of the game as well, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Grabs the rebound, takes it with the right hand, cocks and hammers. There you go. <clears throat> Our friend David Locke in the play of the game, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. 
driven by you. Jazz win tonight over the Blazers, 120-105. to Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Post-game is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. <clears throat> always happy when we get a David Locke dunk call. Oh, and that one was was awesome. It was that great dunk we talked about by Rudy Gay, and uh, definitely with authority. He's athletic, I, maybe yeah, he's more so pop, than he? I than I expected. I don't know what I expected. Well, I mean, he's talk, he, he's mentioned it before. He's a guy that during his career has had to learn how to walk again twice. You know, has had injuries that he's had really had to overcome, and for him to still have that pop, pretty impressive. This is off subject, but. I thought of a, you know, if a windshield company wanted to do some advertising to get a, uh, a deal where, you know, Locke Lock does this postcast, right? But then you get windshield time with David. If he did like a little, uh, you know, some sort of set up a, a remote camera as he drove up some, you know. So anyway, just trying to well, make some Well, we've got Safe Light on board, on board. Maybe they could do two right. features. The yeah, Master of the Glass. Master of the Glass and, and yeah. windshield time with yeah. David. Ron doesn't have windshield time because he lives like a block from here. You should just you should you should get into marketing, Coach. I think you've got a knack for it. Well, David, if you're listening, I know you're on your way up. Hopefully, you're darn near home because we've been on the air so long. But hopefully, we got you all the way up the canyon. <laughs> we we hope. If you are just joining us, though, uh, the Jazz um, really get a balanced performance tonight. Rudy led the way, twenty-two and fourteen. Rudy also had two block shots. Uh, Rudy Gay was very good, 21 points coming in off the bench. Jordan Clarkson had 19. Uh, uh, Mike Conley with 15. Bogdanovich with 15. And Whiteside with 15 and 11 uh, off the bench as well. In fact, the Jazz got 59 points off their bench tonight, which is just remarkable. Yeah, I remember games were before the the Exum-Clarkson trade. Yeah. And we were going through nights where they were getting five. Yep. Seven. The Jazz really... They got to 12 tonight off the off the bench, but ever since then, you know, they've really built a potent bench. Well, and you'd look at the plus minus two and then minus numbers would just be ludicrous. And it, it it remind you of, you know, whenever the bench, anybody on the bench would come in in those times, uh, it would be like, uh, you know, in uh, Christmas or uh, Christmas vacation when Clark Griswold plugs in the, the lights and you see this power meter. Just going around and round and round and round. That was that was what happened when the, anybody off the bench came in. Uh, really, we've talked a lot about the Exum Clarkson deal deal, and it 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 really might be the best trade in Jazz history. And I realized the Jeff Hornacek trade turned out pretty darn well. So if you want to argue that one, I'd certainly listen to it. But they're similar, I but think. But I think they're similar, too. They and brought that third, you know, he, real weapon. He just solved such a big yeah. problem for them. And they've continued to add to that. I mean, we've talked about Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gay a lot. And, and the bench has, has really turned into a strength. But, I mean, he was the perfect fit. He was the perfect fit for exactly what the Jazz needed. And tonight, you know, the other thing with the bench you mentioned, that's with Donovan out and Joe going to the starting lineup. So you're down one of your main bench guys. He's a starter. But how about Joe in 31 minutes? You know, didn't have like a crazy great line. Had some turnovers, a couple of turnovers that stood out. 
But in his time on the floor, in 31 minutes, they were a plus 25. I saw that, too, because Joe's line is not good at all until you get to that plus 25. But, I mean, but that's, you know, (laughs) there's got to be something right. And and what I think Joe brings is structure and the ability to play in a ball screen and get the ball where it needs to go. And so there's there's certainly – you can look at a box score and say, man, Ingles was bad. And you can watch a segment of the game, you know, a turnover, a careless turnover, getting the ball stripped from behind. But – there is something to the fact that when he's on the floor, they're pretty productive. All right. Uh, the Jazz win tonight, 120 to 105. Coach Lacombe, let's, uh, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one. Well, I'm in love with the big guys. And I think from a, a basketball standpoint, you just got to love what Gobert and Whiteside are doing. I think um, tonight's plan was pretty clear from the beginning. It was we're going to really roll to the rim as, as often as we can, either off the bounce or, or throw it in there. Um, they're getting better at, at at punishing the switch, and that's going to be a, a key to the season. I really believe it. Their their competency against the switching defense. Um, you know, the defense was not as good tonight as it was the other night, but you can't have it all. And um, I, I just, I guess, the last thought. I just love their mentality on the road. I think they are they're bringing a, a great mindset. Rudy called it a mission. Whatever it is, I really like the way they're winning on the road. And teams I've been around that can win on the road win a lot of games. All right, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling all the action for us tonight as usual. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that worked with us tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. Uh, the My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own MySubaruIs.com. And of course, Coach Lacombe, you're the best. Always fun. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Thanks in there, Jeffrey, for keeping us afloat. Our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night. The Jazz return home. They're going to take on the pesky Minnesota Timberwolves. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.